What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Fat Man Talking Podcast. I'm here with Mike Morgan, comedian. Mike, are you getting on, man? Very good, man. How are you? How are you? Oh, jeez, great stuff. Thanks so much for coming in. You know, I always say to people, like, coming in to meet a stranger in their office and kind of, I suppose, having to sit down for a chat, it's a bit awkward, like, yeah, yeah. but... I mean, you seem fairly sound, so at least yeah. thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me, lad. Thanks so, for having me. Um, I suppose I know well who you are, obviously, since I asked you to come on. But for those who maybe don't know you, could you give them a bit of information about what you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm from uh, I'm from Mallow, and I do stand up comedy now for the last two and a half years. Uh, stand up comedy all around the place. Um, I actually packed in the job now recently to do it full time. So hopefully, people will see a lot more of me now lately, like, but um, or soon, like, but um. Yeah, just just do comedy all the time, make sketches. Uh, I'm, I'm making a podcast now at the moment. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Oh, how rude. <laughs> um, yeah, just do all that kind of stuff. Anything comedy related, like just tear oh, it. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. how'd you actually get into it? Like, what, what prompted it? Were you just kind of someone who always thought it'd be a good thing? Yeah, I, I, it's actually weird. Like, I never used to actually watch stand-up comedy or anything. Like, I just always used to miss, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, I, I, I don't know, I never really wanted to do... Anything really. I used to play football. I was mad at football all the time. Still play football, like. But um, no, I never really had an interest. But I, I said I would do one. Just do one. It was like on a bucket list, like just yeah. do one. And if I, I got onto Cano Sullivan, he runs the Coco Club. Like he was nice enough to give me a gig. I brought up about thirty people from Mallow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I thought I actually rocked the room, but I actually didn't. Like you know, because they're all just supporting me. Because I went up and did a second gig. Didn't bring up anyone. Died. Oh, <laughs> died. So, but that was the day I actually knew I wanted to do it. The day I died, I was kind of like, uh, right, okay you can do this like you know what I mean so keep going at it so I did about three gigs I, I did about five gigs in my first year I went taking it seriously and uh, got into city limits then and just been doing it every week now for the last two years and just trying to improve 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 all the time yeah, like, and you know? like how do you actually get into a club like city limits is the case you know people in there or you kind of yeah. you would get spotted like how do they actually yeah you see yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a weird one like Brian, Brian, Brian Brian's the guy who runs it now like Brian's yeah. been running it now for 25 years like you know he, he's, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he's well in the comedy game like but um, what I did I messaged him a lot of times <laughs> of I was like just give me a gig give me a gig give me a gig and then like he eventually got back to me give me five minutes and uh he gave me five minutes, I did well, he got me back the next week and I'd say that was about two, <laughs> two years ago, I said I've been back there every week since now, like he, he give it, that's in fairness now, he give, he's very good to give people a go or whatever, like you know, yeah. he'll give you one or two trials or anything, I don't know what he's seen in me because the first time I didn't do, I did good the first time, didn't do great the second time, thought he was never going to ask me back but in fairness to him, I, I'm lucky that way, it's, a lot of this is luck as well, lad. Yeah. a lot of this is luck, like I had to meet in Ross and meeting all them fellas who helped me like, but um, yeah, got lucky. They, they they saw something in me and kept me on ever since. So now I, I even get the headline Friday night. Sometimes I get the MC. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like it's he he's. I can see myself improving in each step, like because I used yeah. to be the five minute guy. Now I'm knocking out forty minutes, like you know what I mean. And then it, like just keep going. I'll get to that hour, like you know. And yeah, of course. Get get my own show going, and that's like as long as you can see progression. I don't mind, like you know. I don't mind being broke. It's definitely not the the game to be into to be making millions uh, straight away, anyway. Like, but um, or not, not really enjoying it, man. I love it. I that's love it. And like yeah. you know, like obviously, like say someone says, "Jared, you're doing five minutes." Like, how the fuck do you plan anything yeah. for five minutes? Like, you know, I sit down like. I'd be half heavy breathing and looking at the person before I start talking five minutes to be up. Like. Yeah, yeah. So like how do you actually approach it where you kind of structure, structure. such a small set that you actually have to have an effect on people in that time? Like? It's, it's actually true because I actually did I did two gigs last night. One of them was a five minute and I yeah. haven't done five minutes in two years, right? Yeah. I, it's only an open mic place in Dublin. Went to five minutes. I was like, how am I going to? So I actually just practiced it in the mirror at home okay. and, I, and I hit about 4.30 and I was like, well, hopefully with laughs, that's going to be five <laughs> minutes late, you know what I mean? Uh, but that panned out to be so, so it was like five minutes. So then I knew going into the next place where I'd like, what was it, eight to 10? So I knew, all right, that's five minutes. It's the first time I ever took it down. So up to five minutes, I know that I can go that far and just try to drag it up. But it, that's it. You could See, most places will give you a 10 minute spot. Yeah. So every comedian, if they're at it, over six months, they know they have a good 10 minutes. Well, you'd want to have a good, if you're out of six months, you need your 10 minutes. You need a okay, 10 minute set yeah. that you could do in your sleep, yeah. right? Like that you could just rattle off and that's your place to get in. Then you get to 20. I remember, I remember looking at fellas that did 20 minutes going, oh my God, like, you know, how can you write 20 minutes of jokes? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like thinking that was like the next level, like, but um, yeah, then you got every half an hour, 40 minutes, like, ah, it's brilliant, lad. I love it. I love writing, like, but, um, and again, you don't know as a joke going to work. Until you do it, like you, you like you, 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 see straight away if it works or it don't work. Like yeah, you die, you die or you don't. Like you know that kind of sort. There's no better feeling than writing a joke in your room the night before and going up on stage and it actually works. It's like I just wrote this in my, I, I, I thought of this in my room last night, like and people are laughing at it, like you know. That's it's some better feeling, right? like yeah, yeah. And then like, how do you actually gauge it? Like, is in, do they give you a flash of lights or something to tell you five minutes is up? Or like, you know, like, is there any time yeah. where you've just gone over and they're fucking across the stage going, get the fuck oh, off? I, like, it actually hasn't happened to me personally, but I've seen some embarrassing things. 
Like I've, oh, yeah. I've seen the music being played on people while they're still on oh, stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like lights, light bulbs been flashed flashing their phones yeah. and then the music turned on basically a fella just going up grabbing the microphone after him and telling him like get off the stage and like is that someone now who'd be like an open mic yeah, know. doing dis- like a disaster show or what uh, is it yeah he was doing a disaster you, you have to have a bit of like uh, you have to be a bit deluded to do it anyway do you yeah. know that kind of way you have to fancy yourself being hilarious like and then when you die you have to blame the audience then yeah. you got that one me you have to have that delusion about you because you won't last long in this game if you don't have that no this guy was obviously deluded like do you know what i mean because like he did not get a laugh and the confidence of the men like he kept yeah. like if i didn't get a laugh for five minutes i'd like go into my shell but this fella was like still rattling off shit jokes <laughs> and like the music was played and took off like yeah, yeah. i could tell people fucking out like isn't you know like <laughs> even like especially in cork now like, there's all these places like burrito places and shit opening up you know Going into one of those places is the mo- one of the most intimidating things I've ever experienced in my fucking life. Like, when they're talking about all different types of beans, they're talking about yeah. fucking everything. I fucking, I flustered <laughs> off my game. Like, I just go in thinking, alright, I'm going to order a fucking burrito, it's going to be grand. Like, and next thing they're asking me about all this fucking shit, I end up with about 10 euro worth of extra fucking peppers and all sorts of shit that yeah. I never fucking wanted. I'm kind of going, Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. And they really fluster me. Like, yeah. And then, like, I think you're actually going up on stage and you're trying to make people laugh. Yeah. That, that honestly like that I'd be fucking bricking it like so I have mad respect for it like, <laughs> if not, the one like, thing I say like the people that do like music and stuff like that obviously huge respect for it to do it but like if you did bad let's say if you sang a bad song you played the guitar and you did Wonderwall let's say and you murdered it it was Standard, terrible yeah. people are still going to clap at the end of it so you don't know did you do good or bad do you yeah. get me where if you do stand up you know if you did good or bad did they laugh or not like basically they're going to clap at the end when you walk up but did they laugh during like you know yeah. that kind of way so there's a, it's the most raw like art form it is like it is like you know because like you can hide behind the guitar like you can't hide behind your own jokes really yeah, like you can't like you know like they're, they're yours and you've got to stand stand by them like you know but like there's definitely as in like especially like i love going to comedy shows i think they're absolutely fucking fantastic but, like when you are in a show um i would say like you know there's a lot of raw vulnerability like comedians kind of go up you're putting yourself out there you're telling stories about your own life yeah. some true some maybe not true yeah. i mean like how much are you just kind of going you know if something embarrassing happens fuck it i'll say it anyway or like is it just actually you, you have to write down situations like almost take yourself out of yeah. your own life yeah just funny shit like I, I, usually if it stems from the truth and drag it out then and make it oh, as I weird see. and wacky as you want then but like I, I i prefer when at least there's a sprinkle of truth in it like you so know it's like, kind of like an english essay in school like you just kind exactly. of you have an idea of half a paragraph and you waffle out the extra waffle two out pages the rest of the chat, whatever they want days. that's it like 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 and well i'm I, i'm always learning like i'm always like like even like at the moment no i quit my job two weeks ago i was working like as a sales rep for my own men's company yeah and uh I packed it in, sure, give it a go for a year now while well, I've no way for kids. <laughs> just give it a go, like, do you know what I mean? And just yeah. see how far I can get. Like, and I'm confident, again, you have to be deluded. Like, I'm, 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 I'm convinced that'll go well for me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, and you have to keep that going. Like, I died in my hall two weeks ago up in Dublin, still drove down the road convinced, like, do you know what I mean? Like, as in, like, don't worry, don't worry, like, this will happen. You have to be deluded. Like, yeah. What was the question there again, no lad? What, what was that there again? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Writing, writing material. Sorry, yeah. I don't uh, even fucking remember. Yeah, I, I fairly drifted off this there. This is your lad. podcast. <laughs> now you can take over. That's fine. Thanks, Mike. No, yeah, yeah. All the yeah, yeah. I just, I just hear, I just hear. All, I, I think I heard. Um, I um, yeah. Just writing them as long as it stems from the truth. No, what I'm learning as well. Uh, don't boast. Always make yourself the joke. Like as in like as yeah. in I, I have this new joke now about premature ejaculation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you think about the amount of men in the world that would stand up stand up in front of hundred people and say I prematurely ejaculate, no one would like. But I find it fucking hilarious. And people actually feel relaxed. They're kind of like, well, this guy's kind of a fool, and he's like, you know, telling us all these problems. I don't have that problem, so I'm gonna laugh at him. Like, you know, that kind of yeah. makes people pure relaxed. You know, so you'll definitely if the people with the sympathy laughs on that joke, exactly. people laughing actually at you. And then people who relate are going to laugh as well. Like, exactly. Like, I mean, you've got combination there. That's like, I feel it, like, like you've the right angle. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because you see some fellas now, like, uh, going up, like, and they, they'll just be boasting. Like, you know, like, yeah. as in, like, oh, like, as in, like, but that's not the way. People didn't come to see how, or hear how great your life is. Like, they want to laugh, like, and they want to laugh at you as well, like, as well. I think that's you. it. I think, like, especially with Irish comedians, like, people want to go in and see someone talk about fucking Irish culture, stuff that goes on. You can relate back to, like, your fucking spastic of a brother <laughs> or your mother who just gives you loads of fucking abuse, like. Exactly. I mean, like, that joking over 60 different ways like. yeah. but if you relate to it you'll fucking be pissing yourself yeah. off either way like. that's it it's exactly like. and, and most funny or the funniest jokes usually come from like a bad point in your life like do you know what yeah. I mean like as in like I like well, just right after some mice sit there now like as in I, I have a court joke but that's me going to court like I don't want to be going to court or like that, something bad happened I had a breakup with a girlfriend like sure that was miserable but sure I got fucking 10 minutes of material out of it like, yeah. do you know that kind of way like so it all comes from like bad points in your life it never comes from a happy place usually like of so. course of course yeah. and say like obviously I know you're doing it for about two years 
But before that, say you're in school and everything else, like, were you the class clown? Were you a funny guy in your group? Or like, was it just something you grew into in your adult life? Uh, I, 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 I actually, I know fellas that are way funnier than me, like just wouldn't have the rocks to get up and do yeah. it. Like, you know, yeah, I, I always missed the lad. I was always up for the quick. Yeah, always, always trying to miss at home with my family. My brother's fucking hilarious, but we just constantly rat laugh each other. My family, even at the dinner table, is just, they're funny. My friends are hilarious. So yeah, I was always involved in that, but it was just, it's kind of the first time you can see something right. All I've done was missed. I messed up school over it. I messed up college over it. I messed up everything over it. Like, you know, so let's try to use it in a constructive way now and just like try to make money out of it. Yeah, something of like, you know, but like making people laugh and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, yeah, I was always a messer really. Like, yeah, always. But I, I never, that's the weird thing. Like the guys that I'd be watching doing stand up, like they're stand up comedy perverts. Like they would watch that 24 <laughs> 7. They watch stand up. I don't. I'd like have my own way of kind of like this is how I think it should be done, and yeah. like this is what I think is funny. So I'd, I'd watch my favorite now would be Kevin Bridges and uh, or like uh, uh, Dave Chappelle and Richie Pryor. Even though I've like Dave Chappelle and Richie Pryor, like they're black Americans. I'm a white cock fella from the country. Like we've nothing like in common, but I love them. Like you know, like, yeah. you know I saw I can't steal any of their jokes or anything oh, like that. Like, <laughs> 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 no. Even I found that it's a fierce difference. Like we went to see Chris Rock now over in uh, in Sydney, and like he was absolutely hilarious. Like, but I'd say about. 90% of it died on the whole audience because we weren't for, we weren't black Americans that's it so like that comedy is hilarious like, but I feel like Irish comedy you can definitely export it to other places definitely you're always going to find a few Irish heads there anyway in happy days like, oh, I was like I was shocked like because I mean like there's a big fella like Chris Rock now and you just think everything he says is going to be fucking hilarious and like there was about obviously the most of the audience was Australian like and uh, literally just sitting there and he got a few like few jokes just completely crashed didn't go down Trump jokes all this kind of shit yeah, yeah. I was shocked like because then I was kind of like oh, yeah, I get why no one's laughing really but fucking hell like and did he actually was it like a bad gig like was it like, a, like no it was a good gig but say alright we'll say maybe two or three jokes just didn't pan out just at didn't, all yeah, yeah, yeah. and like suddenly like you could see him nearly sweating and this is a guy probably doing comedy yeah, fucking years like, like yeah, yeah. I was fucking shocked oh it happens the like, best of them lad the best of them like yeah 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 and I, mean, I mean for you like what like you were saying you had a bad gig recently like, yeah how does that actually like go down like say you go out now and you just absolutely no joke is laughed at it's yeah. an absolute disaster yeah. like do you just kind of laugh to yourself walk off do you bow the head in shame I t- if it was this time last year I bow the head in shame go home have a look at myself go am I even funny uh, should I probably pack it in should I do that but no it's I actually get a bit of enjoyment from it it's actually yeah. getting sick like it's actually it's like why didn't that work <laughs> and now it goes to the stage no thank god I'm not dying as often as I used to like yeah. but let's say if I do start dying like I, I can make it funny like because they know I'm dying like do you know what I mean so I play on that didn't like do you know what I mean like isn't like that alright look you know that I'm a fool now like do you know what I mean and just play on that there's ways of getting out of it like but does dying you the one thing I learned like I, I was lucky enough now to go on Ross's, Ross Brown's tour his first tour there now last year so we went to the weirdest places like like we yeah. go to a pub with 8 year old men then we went to a college jaw with 17 year olds who'd never seen comedy in their life in their canteen jaw, that'll make a man out of you comedy wise like you know? oh, of course. and I remember I went up I was just back from Liverpool one weekend my voice was gone and Monday morning we had to go down to the college I couldn't even talk to Ross in the car like I was like and all my jokes are accents like if I can't do yeah. accents no one's gonna laugh and um, went in anyway went up 10 seconds went to do an accent nobody left I actually went Ross I can't do this I handed him the microphone and he actually freaked and it was actually the best thing he ever said no like he did his gig on the drive home he goes if you're dying of death if, I, if you're doing 10 minutes do your 10 minutes I don't care if you don't talk he goes be a man and die your death basically and it was the best bit of advice I've ever gotten because I've been dying in death for the first 5 minutes and then from his advices and sticking it do your time I've ended up to win him over in the last 15 minutes yeah. you know that kind of way and it just makes a man out of you then like that was the worst thing ever in a college in front of 100 people went up died in his hall 10 minutes handed the microphone I actually went hiding in the college right? <laughs> I actually I actually went to where I rang my mum I was like oh, come here I'm not doing this comedy thing anymore like you know and uh, she's like man. what's wrong I goes I'm hiding here in a college like you know what I mean ridiculous like I actually it was actually a big turning point like but each time you die you come back stronger and you get better yeah. like, you know? yeah. and like do you ever get heckled like do you ever have some spastic name in the audience who thinks he's the big oh, man yeah, and yeah, kind of say you're on and call <laughs> yeah especially in Cork because everybody fancies themselves as a comedian in Cork we're hilarious oh, like, like, do you know what I mean fellas be coming to our comedy gigs going I'm way funnier than you and I'm going to show you like you know so yeah. but what you see if you're if you're like a, a dark humour comedian you can make bits of them like you can slag anything you want in that person but what I'd be doing I'm kind of playing the whole like uh, cute and innocent card kind of so I can't go make a mug of you and then go back playing sweet and innocent because I've lost the audience then yeah. so if I get heckled I try leave with both of us with a bit of dignity so we can move on to get me like as in like so if he if no no but I have to I've done it I've done it that I've gotten heckled before and I've roasted them and I've gone back in going and I had dinner with my mother no one's buying it no because they've seen me snap at your men like you know like so how do you get you bought out fairly alright like I mean like 
what's the structure? Are you mocking him, but just not too mean? Not like, too mean. Like yeah. if you were mocking your sensitive friend, is it? You know, the fellow can't really take a joke, yeah. so you mock him because he can't tell you shoes. Something fucking silly. That, that's like, it. You slag his shot. You slag his missus next to him, or, or do you know what I mean? You slag yeah. him, or slag his missus. What are you doing with this fella? Just something, something light-hearted, like. Do you know what I mean? When, when before I would have gone like totally for like, you know, wouldn't even be funny for how, yeah. how I treated him, like, you know, and he's a paying customer, like. Oh, <laughs> so like, yeah, but heck, those lads, does more. And, and actually, when you go up to Dublin, it's even worse. Fucking hell, lad. they love the heckle up there, lad. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they fancy themselves as comedians. Like, I actually, one of my first gigs ever, I did up in Dublin, like, and uh, a fella slagged me. I couldn't understand him because he was like, yeah, fucking, eh, fucking yokes. I goes, uh, I, 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 what did they say? Oh, did he step on a syringe on his way up to the stage or something like that? That's what I said. Nothing, but I thought I was going to get a standing ovation, like crickets. <laughs> the whole serious? thing, yeah, crickets, boy. And he was all like, you think we're all junkies? I was like, you're definitely a junkie, like, you know what I mean? I just kept on going yeah. that he should be taking drugs and then just lost the audience then basically from it. Like, so that wasn't the avenue I was going anymore. Now I'm just going to be a nice guy, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm learning constantly, like, and yeah. I, I don't have it figured out at all, but we're learning, like, you know, that kind of way every day. Yeah, I get you. Ah, uh, fucking hell, jeez, that's it was tense, like, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd be able to do that, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I stood up, like, I remember once, like, why actually start the podcast now, a lot of people think it's because I wanted to get into dancing on ice, you know, the celebrity dancing on ice, <laughs> big dream of mine, but uh, I thought the podcast get big, I'll get famous, and I'll be fucking, I'll, eventually a few years time, I'll finally get to live the dream, I don't have to keep going on cork on ice, you know, yeah. bigger stage and all that, <laughs> but, um, to be honest, like when I was in college, I remember we had to go up and we had to give a presentation on ourselves. And I always fancied myself a fucking comedian among all my friends. I'd tear people anew and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, genuinely, like, fat fella. I'd say it was nearly a defense mechanism, you know, before someone had mocked me, I'd mock them right, first, right, you know. Right, right. And like, I thought it was fucking hilarious. People would be laughing away at me, it was great. And Making the first co- move. The college says, like, go up and talk five minutes about yourself and your future career. I'd never, I, I literally, four weeks to prepare. I knew I was sorted. I was only going to get asked three questions. I three of my buddies lined up in the audience to ask, what company do you want to work for? What do you want to do? All simple shit. Next thing I fucking went up. I started waffling. I started panicking. The sweat started happening. I ended up telling the head of the course in UCC that I thought the course was shit and that it was a mistake. <laughs> and I basically, he, he came up to me after, like, and he was an old fella, like, really nice guy in fairness, like, was he really that unhappy in the course? Like, you know, you don't have to do it. Like, and I was like, fucking hell, like, I need the degree at the end. I was like, don't mind me. Like, I just get nervous. Like, and like, literally the whole year was coming up to me after. Like, did you seriously go up and say you hated the fucking course? Like, and I was like, that, that was literally the panic. Like, yeah. I just start waffling. Just, start and you say things you didn't even want to say, didn't it? Oh, fuck it. Like, God, yeah. the truth comes out. Like, so I'd imagine like, if I took the stage, like, my most embarrassing moments would just be released to everyone. Yeah. I couldn't have anyone fucking. But that's a brilliant like, thing. Like, they even think that's exactly comedy, though. Like, there you go. You've got five minutes there now. Like, you, you started talking about, I fucking hate this course. Like, I hate this course. And that's the start of a bit straight away. Why did you hate the course? Boom, go into it. Like, and that's even a bit anyway that you're, you said it in front of the guy in charge of the fucking disaster. It put me off public speaking, like, and then I remember after I said fucking I need to do something like that's going to get over this and the fact no one would hire me anyway yeah. so I said you know what I'll go working in a call centre like, yeah. nothing will make you harder to talk to people than fucking getting abuse from people on the phone <laughs> it's a beautiful thing like, and only, only people who work in call centres will actually get it or people who've done sales and shit like that yeah, yeah. like I work for Amazon and like you say to people you work for Amazon they go oh jeez yeah. that's fancy and it I'm is like, fancy yeah. no? Like, oh, no no it's fucking yeah. not <laughs> you're working for an agency who work for Amazon you're yeah. up by the airport you fucking, it's a disaster of a place. You yeah. go in there, they have full control of you. You're literally like their slave. It's madness. Jeez. Like I'd sit there, right? And my shift would start at nine o'clock. I don't turn on my phone. They fucking turn on my phone. They turn on my live chat. They turn on my email. Ooh. And they don't They don't turn it off till five o'clock. Like, oh, you're so a like, robot. If, like, if, yeah. if it's one minute to five and that phone fucking rings, you're fucked. Seriously. You're absolutely fucked. Now in fairness, I came up with good tactics. You know, <laughs> I used to ring DHL with 20 minutes to go on my shift. Talk to Johnny over in DHL in the UK. Look for a lost order that wasn't lost. Yeah, drag you know, kind of kill my yeah, time yeah. at five o'clock. But like the fuck, <laughs> that's the order that wasn't last. Like the abuse you fucking get, like it's actually fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I can like, I worked at Christmas time. I remember I had this one Irish woman, and to be honest, I, like English people are cunts, like yeah. as in lovely, lovely nation. But as in when it came to like talking us, and they realised you weren't from England. Fuck now, the abuse you'd get. Oh, you fucking foreigners. I'm like, we're pretty much the same people. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you fucking potato head and all this shit. Like, yeah. And I remember, like, it was coming up to Christmas, and like, I remember this one English fella on the phone, and he says to me, he was like, um, come here, my son's Christmas presents are fucking not being delivered. This is fucking ridiculous. And I actually, I get a whop of guilt. I said, Jesus, but it's Christmas. Like, he was like, this is my Santa present. 
I'm kind of going, fuck, like, I was feeling really bad, you know, they really give you the goods. I was, look, man, give me a sec, I'll get this sorted for you. Fellow from Liverpool, now I wouldn't dare try a scouse accent. Yeah. Went on anyway, checked his order. Do you know what he fucking ordered for his son? Do you know how good a fucking Santa Claus he was? Two fucking second-hand man- or, um, annuals. Like Christmas annuals with the colouring in. Like. Oh, two, what? Second-hand? How can every second-hand are colouring in books? Someone was fucking selling them on oh, Amazon Market. No. So this, this was the shit he was giving me abuse over. He bought his son two two-pound Christmas annuals that weren't going to be there for Christmas Day. <laughs> and he freaking at you. Well, I would have bought the son something better just because I, I felt sorry. I like. fucking God. Like, and he was demanding a refund and all this shit. And I was like, I fucking could knack it. And then you'd have the opposite. There was some Irish woman from fucking... I think she was actually from Cork. And she was like, all my Santa presents, they're not going to be here. Like, can you just be honest with me? You all keep saying it's being delivered. Like, And I looked and I fucking wasn't going to be there for Christmas. I know, like. I know. And I was like, look, to be honest, all I can do here is I'll refund all your money and you should go off down to Smith's there and buy something before. I said, because you're not fucking getting the thing for Christmas. Like, you can be honest with Irish people. They take yeah, it yeah, well. Yeah. English people, no, not at all. Like. Yeah. But there's nothing that'll hurt you more than fucking having to talk to people like that. Yeah, more. man, yeah. The abuse was fucking 90. Like, yeah. madness. Taking now, it like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's not heckling. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. You take it personal. Like, you do. You take it personal. Even at the start, no, you felt something for that. Like, But if you oh, were walking yeah. there 10 years, you'd have like a hat to fucking... Just a black hat, basically. You wouldn't give a fuck. Like, oh, it's, I mean? it's about two months. Is it? Like, <laughs> Did I go too far to take oh, no, this? There's, there's, there's a life cycle. Like, yeah, yeah. And even in a call center, no, like you go in and you're really positive and you think you're actually working a yeah. real job. It's, yeah. it's not a real job. <laughs> it's not a real I'm job. sorry, all call center people. It's not. You're, you're literally you're yeah. just slaves. Yeah. You go in and you're positive and everyone, you get to three weeks training, you're in a little bubble, like you're in a training room, you're having a laugh, you get test phone calls. You think you're the man, like, yeah. like fuck it, yeah, I'm ready. Piece piece, then yeah. they release you out into the real world real people talking to you and you're like oh it's still good like you know this, that's only a bad day bad day turns to a bad week bad week a bad month you're about two months in you're going i fucking hate this place yeah you're thinking i wish i was more qualified to get out of here yeah i wish there was something i'd do and the only thing worse is there's usually one or two people who genuinely think they're the bee's knees uh, they're the people who've been there five years they're the manager now i remember we had this one fella up in amazon like he was pure slow, no in fairness, but he gives the sh- same spiel every day. He said, you know, I started there. I used to be a bricklayer, middle of the recession, and I lost my job. And I was, I was feeling for the fellow. I was like, fair play. Yeah. Well, that's, that's tough. He said, and I came up here with no computer experience. I could barely type. And look at me now. I'm a manager in Amazon. <laughs> call center. <laughs> well, it's, kind of, it's, it's, not that, it's not that fucking good. Like, I mean, like, Get him in on your podcast. Like, How did you get out of the ghetto? Like, I, I couldn't believe yeah. it. Like, it was genuinely like, you'd swear it was Conor McGregor having a hundred yeah, million. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he genuinely raised his hands and he popped the chest. I said, do you know, one day he could be like me. And I thought, Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. this is a fella now. He's sitting there, he's after getting a hair transplant. With yeah. his, he probably earned a fiver more than me an hour. Yeah. I just thought, Jesus fucking Christ, I, like, I need to get out of this game. Yeah. Like, fuck it. I actually, I, I never worked in the call centre personally, but I know yeah. lots of people that have worked there or do work in call centres. And they all have the same story. Like, they all, oh, like, yeah. There's always like a girl named Sharon who's a bitch. And then there's like a guy at HR or whatever, a manager. who to, Everybody, and it just seems like a, a toxic and terrible place to work. Like, it's it's just, hilarious. Like. It's terrible. Like, and everybody's fighting with each other all the time. Like, well, it's so I used to be friends with him, but no, I'm not friends with him. And no, it, like, it's very clicky and everything. Like. like to be honest, like you should dearly, as in I know you gave up the job. Yeah. I would recommend going to get a job in the box <laughs> and you will have unlimited amount of material. It's ridiculous. Like. And I mean, I know a few of my listeners are my old colleagues and lads. You were sound like, but the rest of them, Jesus fucking He's crazy. telling me he hated them all before we actually no, got on yet. No, but, that, that, that's not true. <laughs> Brendan, you're a great lad, but I'm telling you, you're a great lad. But like, I'm telling you, it's fucking worth it. You'd actually, the amount of yeah. fucking material you'd get in yeah. a place like that is ridiculous. Yeah. They time how much time you can go for a piss and a shit for a life. You get oh, fi- 15 minutes a day outside your breaks. So you get two 15 minute breaks. You have to take them at an exact time. And you can't take them at any other time. You get shit for it. And if not, you have to get fucking written permission to fucking take your break at that time. Oh and then they give you 15 minutes. It's called personal time. And like, I'll tell you what, the Kylie's now who own Vox Pro are millionaires. And they'll give you 15 minutes piss time. And that's it. So what I used to do is I'd have a stopwatch on Google. And I'd say, all right, that's grand. I'd time it. I'd go out for a piss. I'd time the two minutes. I'd build up the whole 15. It was almost like building up a set, you know? You had to have that exact, I never took under 15 minutes piss time a day. No matter if I needed to go to the bathroom, if I was fucking dying, there was no way I was taking anything over or anything under. It was the exact amount. Milk them for every bit of time you have, like. But like, you have people who go on power trips in a place like that. Stop, right? It's it's madness. And you know, I suppose like, you worked in sales, did you like that? It's a bit bit different now, like, but fucking, even then I'd say you get people on a power trip when you're trying to sell them something, like, be fucking mad. Yeah, it's our confidence, but when you're selling your buzz and when you're not, you're fucking down the dumps, like, it's like that, like, yeah. But fucking hell, I mean, like, 
call centers I'd highly recommend call it centers, Even, yeah. do three months and it'll do you the world of good you'll learn 11 quid an hour you'll have about 50 people to base stories on for yeah. stand up comedy you'll be fucking I'm actually trying to do stuff like that like as in put myself in scenarios where I can get material out of like I'm trying to get a, g- a gig now in Cork Prison like if someone lends some yeah. fucking phone to me like but that would actually be like like if you can make a lot of 50 inmates left like I'd retired in like you know what I mean I just pack it in like that, that's enough for me but even my friend now I was talking with him there no, Mark O'Keefe he's not a good comedian yeah. I was talking with him there we're kind of, we're, I was kind of t- talking as in like what can we do to get material out of him he downloaded the app Grindr do you know for gay fellas like, you know, oh, yeah? Yeah, went down it anyway he was down at 3 minutes and like the pictures and the things that were being sent to him like like I, it, it was just not even like fucking fair like do you know what I mean yeah. but uh, he's gotten loads of material now from it like and I went to Grindr like do you know what I mean I know he's like 10 minutes like nearly 10 minutes about it like about him getting chatted up and him being flattered by it like you know <laughs> then he, don't, he actually wants him to actually text him no he's like upset when they don't get back to him like you know but it's but good is like, he reaching out to fellas like no, no that's the thing he didn't even send the first text man like, yeah. I, I actually wish I was gay man I actually wish I was gay because like two men are not going to say no to each other like they're not like, I said, like it's literally, and it's not even swipe right on Grindr like it's not even like Tinder you know when you can pick the people right. you like everybody just likes each other like you basically your photo goes up and everybody just like it was like fresh meat in a prison like it was so just, it's like a, a big just orgy like that's what stuff. it seems to be man that's what it seems to be I'm in the wrong game altogether and are you, are you a bit concerned that your buddy was actually just trying to confide something in you you know like he was like <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a true stand-up comedy like he actually has long know? hair and he wears a bandana so I was already worried about him like that, you know what I mean like, question, <laughs> like, you know? like in fairness if, if he was doing it like that's a really smart way to do it it's like do you remember I was doing that thing for the stand-up you know the grinder like yeah. by the way I'm gay yeah and like, <laughs> Fucking hell, like, I mean, in fairness, like, he, you'll have heard him on about it for weeks. Half yeah. a cock will know about it, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah. no one gives a shit. Yeah, he could be there. Oh, do you remember that grinder thing I went down? Oh, do you remember the fellow I was texting? Yeah, I sucked his dick, like, do you know what I mean? Like, isn't he just drop it, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, that's it, you're out of the closet, straight away. Fuck yeah, like it's grinder. Any young lads listening to the company? Yeah. Stand up, there you go. Grindr, there's grinder, your root. There you go, lads. On your, yeah, on, on your bike. No, but I'm, um, no, I, I would be, um, uh, like, where of what to do like isn't like because joining grinder there you go now like I I'm thinking of even downloading Tinder just trying to get something off it but like is in even grinder as well like just try anything you have to put yourself in weird scenarios just to get that out of it like yeah. like I, I'll do anything just to get a bit of material out of it like you know I will like. well, I I think in fairness like is I'm going out with my girlfriend now years like but like some of the lads in work like the stories they come out with are fucking hilarious yeah. they got me in stitches I'd be tempted to steal them and bring them on the podcast <laughs> take them as my own like last night I was sitting at home and like standard really evening. I enjoyed the sun till about nine o'clock. I came in, I was half sunburnt, sat down to watch Love Island. I was delighted with life. I thought this is the perfect evening. Mm. Cup of tea next to me. My buddy is over in, I think he's over in Italy, I think. Fucking hell, he'd be well offended that I don't know where he's on holidays. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure it's yeah, Italy. Yeah. And I get a text going, hey man, uh, look, I don't actually want to talk to you, but I'm talking to a slut at the moment. And she keeps picking up her phone. So I need, I need to keep busy. So I'm going to text you as in intervals through conversation. Yeah, nice and honest. And I was like, Jeez, man, fair play. Yeah. Like, and he was like, so he was on to me for about an hour, and then he stopped texting back. I assumed everything went well, when or we... else he got rejected. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I mean, the shit people come up with. I was, I was telling everyone in work today, like painting him in a bad way. Of course, like, yeah. Going, Do you know, fair fucks to him. Like, he's very honest. He said, I don't want to talk to you. I'm just trying to get with this girl. She's on her phone. Fucking hell, you know what? I'm I have to be on my phone. So, yeah, not to make it awkward for you. That was actually straight. That's actually a good thing to do. That was I, like, I, yeah, yeah. I saw a smart yeah. bastard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of looking like, awkward, like he's an American fella as well. Like he needs over in Cork. Like he's actually scared of Cork women. Like it's ridiculous. Like he's. I, I swear to God, the stories he comes back with. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, like I'm telling you, if you're thinking of getting in the Tinder game, I'd give it a bash. I'd say you get plenty of material out of it. Yeah, give it a go. Fucking ridiculous. Give like. it a go. Yeah, yeah. Cork women are scary though. Women in general scare me, but they just scare me, like, you know what I mean? I just fucking... Like, are you in a committed relationship at the moment, or I are you playing the field? Like? I don't know, kid, I'd have to have a chat with her, man. I, I, I thought I was, anyway, I'd have to have a chat with her. When she listens to this, she can give me a fucking answer, like... Yeah. We'll just make sure she actually does listen to it, like... like yeah, I am, yeah, I am, yeah, I am, yeah, I think... We don't want those ghost listeners, <laughs> I have a lot of people like that, so that's what I realise when I start the podcast, like, you realise who your real fucking friends are. Because you know who you got a like off? You get a like off that fella who gave you shared a sandwich in the fourth class. Yeah. You boom. know, he he had no lunch and you kinda of say, Boy, do you want half my yeah, ass, yeah, half sandwich? Yeah. My mom makes a shit yeah. one, but you can have some. Yeah. That's the fellow who likes your post. That's your it. buddy from three or four oh, years ago. He don't get fucked. He, 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 fuck. he, he would have seen it. He actually would have heard it, but he won't oh, like yeah. it and he want he'd pretend do you know what I mean? No that, that's what he I'm telling you, even even doing the sketches, no. I I do sketches. I don't want to do sketches, but I have to do them. You can't just be funny on stage anymore, the times are moving, like so you have to do sketches. And by sketches you mean social media 
social media, media Facebook. videos stuff yeah like yeah Mike Morgan comedy by the way is the name but so go on to it right so what I do but Ross Brown actually made me do it I don't want to do them but I have to do them yeah. I <laughs> and think they're funny I, 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 I'm getting better on them and I'm, and I'm getting taught how to edit and stuff like but I have to do it like but um, yeah. you find even like putting yourself out there on Facebook whatever about on stage do you know what I mean? On Facebook is a monster. Everybody's seeing this stuff, like, you know? So everybody you went friends with, everybody you went to school with is seeing this. And just like you said, it's the fella from four class you had the sandwich with that's commenting, that's liking it, that's following yeah, it. It's shocking. the fellas you've been buddies with your whole life won't do nothing for you, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm slagging you, like. Do you know what I mean? Oh, lad, you get... Like, anything good in life, anyway, like, fellas, fellas love to hate it, like. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They love it, like. Do you know what I mean? Mallow, Mallow in general, like, Mallow, the only place in the world if you do something successful or prosperous in your life. You are a homosexual, like, you know what I mean? Like, you are, like, don't do anything prosperous, like, stay in your place, like, so. Yeah, that's what it's like, man. Uh, I think Mallow's a lovely spot. I think I worked down there for six months. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you walk? Was the walk down there? Yeah, do you know, uh, <laughs> this water treatment place, EPS Group. I did my, uh, they're, they're just past, you know, that you have a super value with a really shit name, Danos. Danos, yeah, right. Fuck, I used to go there for my chicken rolls every day, <laughs> yeah. and then I go into my office, and fucking, oh, she's a grand spot. Fucking it. I remember my car broke down there once and I thought, Jesus, I'm never fucking getting back to the city. I'm trapped in Mallow. I'm going to have to become a jobless person who sits there and does fuck all about my life. It's, it's honestly, it's horrible. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to offend your, your native don't, people. Don't, you're already backing me up, man. And like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure my friends and family are from Mallow. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just a toxic place, man. It's just a toxic, toxic place. Like, like do you find from being from a small town, like, it was hard to kind of, I mean, like, you're the, you're the fella who leader in 10 years' time, everyone's going to go, do you know him? He's from Mallow. Your man from RT is yeah. from Mallow. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, there's Mike. He works in the pub now. He used to think he was funny. That's it. That's, like, you're, you're that's it, man. And, that's it. and they only hope I'm that second guy. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? They don't want you to do well. Like, well, that's in my head anyway. But, like, sure, kid, my name's not even Mike Morgan, lad. I had to change my name, lad. I was actually... Are you serious? Yeah, boy. I had to change my comedy name because I didn't want people from Mallow knowing I did comedy, lad. That was, I was, so, I was so paranoid about what people would think of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and uh, like, I, I was like, all right, I'm Michael Reardon, and I started getting on posters. I was like, I gotta change this. I gotta change. I don't like it. I'm, I was I genuinely kid. I was paranoid to death. I actually switched it from Mike Downtown. Then I went to Mike Funky stuff, and then we went to Mike Morgan. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah. And Mike Morgan, I actually just did a good gig, and uh, yeah, I said, fuck it, that's staying. Like, you know what I mean? That's staying. And I, I, that was genuinely the reason I changed it is because I didn't want people knowing that I did comedy. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ, man. you're like a real celebrity. So like, why he changed his name? Oh yeah. You, know, you realize you're kind of adding. I know. I know that I do. Your man thinks he's so funny. He changed his name in advance. He has 30 followers on Facebook. Yeah, and he changed my name. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like. It was like uh, people were like, who the fuck does he think he is thinking he can change his name? And now that I know that I could have changed my name, I wish I changed it to something better. Like, but now it's my problem. Well, I was actually it. a bit jealous because, like, you know, one thing I do, like, when I'm practicing for a podcast, like, so I haven't done a podcast for four weeks, and like, I get nervous talking, like, so I, I'd always be in the car and I'd be chatting away, like, so like, I, I was trying to, like, you can't fuck up his name. His name is the one thing you need to get fucking right. <laughs> so like, I was like, I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, oh, welcome to the podcast. Today we have Mike Morgan. And I was sitting there and I was going, that's a fucking grand name, do you know that? Like, no one's like, oh, Shane Duggan. Yeah, it's, like, it's solid, isn't it, Mike Morgan? But it's you, like, do you have a little bit of alliteration? You must have been good at English in school, like, you know. Terrible, that, man. Yeah. It's a nice effect, you know. <laughs> the double M, everyone, oh, Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan, bro, it's, it's good, like, it's just, and, and it's, it's no one calls me Mike, they call me Mike Morgan, like, so it's yeah. kind of one of those names, like, do you know what I mean? They just, you say both the names and it kind and of like, registers. Do other comedians have fake names? Like, who, like can you out people, like, is that, is that a taboo thing? I actually had a fella just message me on my Facebook recently and just goes I know your name is not Mike Morgan I'm gonna I'm gonna what is it I'm gonna reveal all your secrets or something he blackmailed, like, you. He blackmailed me I goes oh please don't like you know what I mean and then he goes oh I'm gonna find out like I goes I wouldn't be very Batman of me like to reveal my <laughs> real name like you know but he was already messing like but, that uh, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, fucking. Uh, yeah. And do you know what? I actually feel like I've slated Mallow there. And I coming onto the podcast, I was like, don't slate anybody. And I slated my whole town. And I actually love Mallow. I do. But you're, you're just a bit. Do you mean down on yourself? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite convenient to slate where you're from. Yeah, like, yeah. I always, like, when I'm talking in, I say, bitch, down to shithole. Yeah. Like, I'm just not keen. Like, there's nothing there. We have a centre at Wilton is a fairly shit shop centre. <laughs> the best thing about it is lifestyle. And even then, I've not bought something in lifestyle since yeah. I bought, bought football since, like, 10 years ago. Like, there's just this fuck all there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, you take pride where you're from as well. I do, I, mean, I do. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's it. Like, like I, you know what the big sign is? Does Matt, has Matt got a subway yet? It does. That's that's instant. That's you know you've made it in terms it's of get, it got a cast of coffee, man. It got a subway. It got a lifestyle. Funny enough, Mallow must be really reflecting. We got all those things in Bishopstown recently. I think it's the bee's knees. Like yeah. our local garage is getting a supermax, and I'm yeah. like, finally, 
Finally, we're like one of those country towns yeah. where I can go to Supermax in the garage. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you're driving to Dublin and shit like that. And like, especially fat bastard like me, love a bit of food. Like, and when you go in and the deli's closed at three o'clock, you're kind of, you know, you're in a bit of no man's land. Mm. You have a choice between a pack of potatoes, yeah. fucking bar chocolate. So just keep you going. Like, and then you have a fucking Supermax and you're like, this is the greatest fucking honor. This is unbelievable. And I tell you, Supermax has stepped up its game in the last five years. I remember Supermax was the laughing stock of the place. Like, I remember their chips were shit, their burgers were shit. Lad, in the last two years, they are like that five ounce and bacon cheese burger, whatever it's called, is the nicest burger on the market right now. And I decided to become a vegetarian last Monday uh, for a month, so that's why I'm thinking about it a lot. Uh, yeah, you said yeah. like a really fantastic. Oh man, it's fucking and I, like In fairness, like I'm not ragging on Supermax, lovely <laughs> spot. Like, have you ever been to like one of the real burger? <laughs> no, I actually haven't. There you go. Yeah, is it unreal? I've been to. Um, no, I've been to Cock and Bull, I haven't been to Bunsen, I haven't been to that uh, Five Guys Burger people going about in Dublin, that's supposed to be unbelievable. I, I went there in London, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I'm a sad fucker, like, you know, people go in, they're like, to London, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to see the sights, and I was like, I heard there's a Five Guys near the hotel, yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to go to this place that I've never heard of, Jamie Oliver's place, all this shit, I'm like, yeah, get in all the food spots, that, that's my main priority yeah. when I go away, like, need to enjoy it. Like, yeah, man. But I mean, the spots in Cork, yeah, definitely, I mean, Bunsen, definitely worth trying. Yeah. We got in Mark one day, I thought it was the best thing ever, but it made me realise that I'm actually just a spastic. Do you know, um, like, say, pickles <laughs> in McDonald's, shit like that, yeah. I've always been that fellow who was, I hate them, I yeah. never eat Let them, all that kind yeah. of shit. Turns out it's actually mind over matter. I ate my way the whole way through a Bunsen, and I thought it was the nicest burger ever, and I got to the last bite. I thought, what's that peculiar taste? So usually I just kind of inhale the food, it goes down and it's fine. With the Bunsen, I was kind of savoring it, I was munching through and I stopped to admire it. I kind of said, oh, this is a good burger. And I saw the pickle. And there was bite marks in it, I knew I'd been eating it. It was the nicest fucking thing in the world. The truth is, I had just convinced myself as a child that I didn't like it. And in turn, when I saw it, I kind of goes, no, that's manky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. It's weird, isn't it? Over fucking yeah, man, I was like that about, um, about chilies and peppers and shit. Like, But uh, they're actually, do you know what I mean? They're grand, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's... I, for, I, for all those concerned about chilies or peppers yeah. or chili peppers, yeah. you know, you can actually have them. They're lovely. And Mike Morgan stands by it. There you go. I, I completely stand behind that. And I'm willing to... No, into Indian food. I was very afraid to try Indian food. No, I love spice. Like, spice yeah. is like... I, I love spice food as well. Yeah. Like, but I, I always had the fear. It's, it's like a burrito place. I have the fear of art because I've never had an Indian. And I remember me and my girlfriend, we were like, oh, we'll get an Indian. John, we're used to Chinese. You get your chicken balls and curry. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking grand. Like. And then suddenly there's vindaloos and there's karmas and there's, there's all this shit. Yeah. And people always say to you, and Irish people especially, make sure they have no bones in it. And I, I, I this real fear that they were going to put bones <laughs> in my dinner. Like, and I didn't even understand. They meant like chicken bones, like in the breast. Like, yeah. And I was like, there's going to be bones? What the fuck there's going to be bones? Losing my life. Like, yeah. And I always panic. I panic order a karma. Like, I'll, I'll go one out there dish and then I'll go safety karma. Yeah, karma. Karma is pretty... I, like, I know it's mild. It's kind of similar so, to curry. Yeah. I can convince it's myself. Sweet. Yeah, you'll eat it. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking tough going, it and it's, it's these small awkward situations that really challenge me in life. Yeah, they do, you know. It's, it's fucking. It's, it's actually tough. weird about the burrito that I got one burrito ever in that place up in Douglas, and uh, I just went in and I just told you one. I goes, listen, that I've never ordered a burrito before in my life, like, yeah. and she just basically walked me through it, like, and it was actually one of the nicest things I've ever. Again, thinking of meat. Uh, we need to stop talking about food, because like, like I said, vegetarian. Well, well in fairness, before we stop, why are you actually becoming vegetarian? Uh, trying to get material out of it. Do you want to hear the worst joke of all time and the only joke I've got out of it so far? Go I became it. a vegetarian to try and get some jokes, but I got no material out of it. There you go. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what I'm at right now. So Here, I think here's that, what I'll give you. No one, no one will have ever heard before. It was a big mistake. <gasps> Uh, you top my joke. You after <laughs> you say, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm really butchering this." Oh, and you're fucking, oh, you just need to lay out the layers. Like, I'm a gig later. I'll tell you how it goes. I'm going to take that. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Meat puns for half an hour. Fantastic. It's like you have a gig later now, so you're going in and move away from your vegetarian topic. We don't yeah, keep yeah. you on the meat for too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. But what's the actual plan do you have a set planned out like how, how yeah. long are you doing I want to be doing 20 minutes tonight yeah Long because I, I, oh yeah, I have a tour coming out uh, wise guy Mike Morgan wise guy my yeah. first one's in Lockray in the 22nd of this month and that's an hour I've never done an hour before in my life Okay, Fantastic. the most I've done is 40 minutes so I yeah. need, in the next two and a half weeks I need to get 20 minutes of new material okay so what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going, I have to, I have to try out new stuff. I have this, I have this theory, you, have you ever heard of the anxiety bear, no? It's Not like, you, you know, like, so, right, the fear is like, we all have it, like, after having a bender for two or three 
days like you'd have the fear like you'd have a hangover yeah. and you're worried about everything well in Mallow we call that the anxiety bear like you know that kind of way and he's, he's magical like you can't see him like but he's I assure you he's real like and he just reminds you of all the bad shit you've ever done in your life like you know now this bit is going to take about 10 minutes and it could die for 10 minutes and that's what I got to do tonight so I got to put it in between two things I know that works and try out something new so like I basically Instead of being safe now for the next few weeks, I have to I have to take the risk and probably die in my hall for the next two weeks. But it will work because I need yeah. twenty minutes of new material. Like, you know, like how many gigs do you kind of slot in a week? Like? If I can do one every night, I'll do one every night. If, if if even if I'm not on the bill, I'll drive up to Manor and watch comedy. Like, I'll go to Collins. I've been to Collins. I haven't been on Collins bill in the last three weeks. I'll go watch it. I'll drive up from Cork. I'll watch it. Like I'll, 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 I'm just like obsessed, kid. I'm obsessed. How can I make myself funnier? I'll go up and watch the comedy up in Cork. Watch the guys. Watching open mic, even if I'm not on the bill, I'll be there. When I'm doing a place supporting a dude, I'll watch the rest of the comedians, I'll watch the headline, I'll pick up the glasses after when the show's over, yeah. and I'll do everything, everything. There's the one thing I want to do now, and I'll just do everything to get there, basically, because you can learn from everybody, like, everybody you can learn from, even though open mic goes, like, do you know? Like, even playing in City Limits now, it's always professionals, so I'm, like, the guy that's, like, opening for most of the professionals. Yeah. So, like, they're big fish, and I, I'm trying to compare myself to them. It's like, oh, I didn't do as well as him, but sure, he's a profession for the last 20 years, so it's hard. So then when I go to the open mics, these guys are just starting out, so I'd be better than these guys. But it's something so refreshing about going to open mics and seeing a guy do five minutes, and, like, he mightn't get a laugh, but he got one laugh at the end, and just seeing his eyes and how much it meant to him, and, like, and it's like, that's what it's all about, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what it is, like, you know, like, that guy, his whole week was revolved around this, and he got a laugh, like, and that's made his day, and there's just a hunger inside open mics that you don't get in comedy clubs. Because guys in comedy clubs, comedians are actually dickheads, lad. Do you know what I mean? Most of them are just cocky, do you know what I mean? Bitch about people, it's all clicky. Do you know what I mean? Everybody that comes down has, is bitching about El Porto or, El, or fucking some dude in Dublin. That dude comes down from Dublin the next week, he's bitching about that guy. I don't even, I try not to even sit with the comedians anymore, man. With the high class guys anyway, I try not to even sit with them anymore. I love the open micers because it's just raw and yeah. they just, there's a fear that they might fuck up and it's just like, oh, like it's just, I love it, lad, I love it. So I go to anything, man. I go to anything. I went up to Dublin last night to do two, two, two shows. It cost me money to do it, but I go up there because they've never heard of me. I went up in fairness, I smashed the board of them now last night, like, you know what I mean? I was delighted with my set, so hopefully they call me back. But I went up two weeks ago, first gig in Dublin, or second gig in Dublin, and died. I died, I started doing country material, like, I started doing material, and I said, that'll never happen again, like. John, not that I died, I got giggles, but when you drive up to Dublin, you want to smash it, like. Because you have to take that big smoke attitude, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're not from the countryside yeah. anymore, you yeah. can't laugh yourself that way. Yeah. You need to kind of tailor the jokes that's to them, I went it? Up, but that, That's how I went up, but that's it, I went up with the attitude as in, oh, Dublin, oh, Dublin's a big place now, and they have loads of comedians, I might be good. I went up there, like, it's like, jeez, yeah. I had a bad gig, but none of, them are better, none of them are actually better than me, like, you know what I mean? I went up last night, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm better on all these fuckers. Went to the next gig, did the other gig, I'm better on all these fuckers, like, do you know what I mean? Went in with that attitude. I have to, again, I have to be, I have to be cocky, like, you have to go up there cocky, because if you're not overconfident, it won't happen. Like if you're anywhere underconfident, you're not gonna make them laugh. Like you need yeah. to be like, I am the funniest man of all time. And like, do, do you ever like? Obviously, comedians are pricks in a sense that yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're probably lovely guys. Yeah, yeah. Then they take the piss out of people for a living. They take the piss out <laughs> of themselves for a living. Like, do you ever encounter a fellow who's there like you're fucking shit? Like, is it, is it, has you ever encountered uh, like the prick? Like, you know, I think like, yeah, like, in every situation is the bully. Like in school, in summer camp, fucking workplaces. There's always that one prick who call you out and just for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever encountered that person in a comedy club like, or uh, is it kind of is it a community more than anything else? Like? Um, to be fair, no. City limits where I am now in Cork, right? Yeah. Over, that's actually become a family, really, because like me, nice me and Ross are on every week. The owner Brian is there every week. I'm seeing it. The girl behind the bar is there. The other guy, like, it's just at the bunks or Jeff. It, we're there every week, and we'll have. Like headliners come down, so when they come down, it's like this is our spot. You can't be fucking around inside here. Like, oh, so yeah, but when you go to other places, like like I had a Dublin comedian. I won't name names, but he was in Father Ted. So there was five comedians in Father Ted, so it can be any one of them. Like, but anyway, I did this shitty joke right about um my dad's from New York, like you know. So I oh, told right. this joke about um how the blacks and the the Irish used to get locked up, and he used to say um no dogs, no blacks, no Irish on the window. I don't know what the dogs did to deserve to be put in with the two of us. Shitty joke, throwaway joke, right? And then it went into how we taught each other cultures. So like, like the slang you dig, the black slang you dig, comes from the Irish thing, I'm digging to, do you understand? I'm digging to, you dig, I'm digging to, you dig, right? So I walked off stage, right? It's a bad enough joke, I just wanted to educate people because I only heard it the day before. I couldn't oh, wait to say it. Oh yeah, I went to... Oh, fuck, and I, then I the guy, thinking first. The guy, the guy, I was walking past the fellow from Father Ted, then he, I, I, he kind of shook my hand as I walked off stage, but then pulled me back into him. And he goes, you stole my joke. I goes, I stole your joke. I goes, what? I'm digging too. I goes, I just researched the shit out of it yesterday. No one knows that. Like, and he goes, no, no, the no dogs, no blacks, no Irish joke. 
I go, are you off your fucking game? Like, I go, it's a throwaway line. You've been doing it for 20 years. I'm just about to ditch it tonight, like, you know? And uh, he had this snobby attitude, like, and he, 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 he's a dickhead. I don't like him, anyway. But uh, he fucking, uh, he went up, anyway. He said, oh, I can't believe that young facility to the owner, anyway. And, like, oh, I can't believe he fucking did it. Went up, died a debt, and I wanted the crowd's fault because I smashed it and Ross smashed it, like, you know? Yeah. He did this joke with a spork, like, a fork that he brought down. He goes, if you're having a picnic with someone and you don't like them, Kick off all the, the forks, the, the points of the forks, and leave the middle one so you can say, fuck you, worst joke I've ever heard. Came down and uh, I got one of them forks in there from, from, from the thing across the way, and I just started flicking it down. I goes, you've stolen one of my jokes there, kid. I've been doing that for 20 years, like, you know what I mean? And he just didn't like it at all, like, but uh, he's never been down since, like, probably because of me, like. But there's that bitchiness, like, there's that... Everyone has a big ego on it as well, like, that's the one yeah. thing I say, it's just ego everywhere, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm the best, or... He's either in the corner. If you're looking at a comedian, he's either in the corner, smug as fuck, or he's in the corner, not saying a word because he did a bad gig. Like, you know what I mean? It's, that's how it is. There's no medium with it at all. That's oh, why I try to stay away from him. Like, you know what I mean? But like, obviously, <laughs> I just be honest. It sounds like a tough old industry to get in. I probably stick with my office job. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do, but, but it's a uh, lovely building. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> in all fairness, I like to bring people here in the globe. Yeah, I'm more impressed. You know, it's just fantastic. But I mean, for yourself, you just quit your job. Obviously, you're going full throttle into this now. Mm-hmm. What would be the end goal? Like, is it would it be having your own stand-up special? Would it be I don't play the king. If I do, you have anything actually way in the future? And I'm not saying it has to be yeah. this year, or next year. Yeah. Is there anything you're actually aiming for, or is it just you know if you can make a career? Yeah, I make I make short-term and long-term goals, but genuinely, I would like I never know what I want to do. If I could live in a council house, right, and like have three kids and a missus, and provide for them by doing stand-up comedy, I'd yeah. be a happy man. If I if I genuinely make my income and can provide for my family. By making people laugh, I'd be a happy man. I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want if if that's my job, like do you know what I mean. I've seen like my father's a businessman. He owns his own business. Do you know what I mean? I, I see what it, it is to make it, like as in like to to do all that stuff. But then it's the, the other side. You're not home for dinner either. You're never home to see your family. You're not, do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm I'm the best dad in the world. I mean, I live. I was just me and my dad in the house. We have a fucking lovely relationship. But I'm just saying, as in the other side of it, I would love. Can you imagine just like being around all day, being able to collect your kids from school or there for dinner? When they're going to bed, you're going to work for three hours. That's all it is. Your gigs are at night time and that's it. That's what puts food on the table. Like, I would love it. Like, I would Jeez, love you're that. Li- you're living the dream if you ever make it to that. If I make it to that, yeah. No, I will say you've made a few mistakes in this podcast. <laughs> the fact that you've told your girlfriend, who wasn't actually your girlfriend, I'm not too sure. I'm not sure either. We'll that you want to go with her. Yeah. You've now told her you want to marry her and have kids. I didn't and say her. I, no, no. I'm oh, gonna marry. Oh, I'm gonna oh, marry a Latino girl that's gonna call me Papi every moment of the day, and she's just gonna wear what's that thing when you're just cooking? An apron. An apron. An apron. That's it. That's all she's wearing. Saying kiss the chef all day. That's what she does. Yeah. And she'll that's be like play. 18 years younger than me. I'll, obviously, she'll be of age as well. Make sure that's on, <laughs> on, on the record. Yeah, she'll be Latino, and all my kids will be half Latino. Distance in the future. Yeah, me. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I kind of went away from the question. Is, it, is that that's the overall goal? So just to provide for a family. That's it. If that can be, if that if that can be how I live, yeah, definitely, I would love it. But of course, I I set short term goals like at the start of the year. I goes right, okay, try headline a place by the end of the year, like, and I've headlined every club in Cork yeah. uh, since the start of the year. Now, like, I've my own show coming out, so it's all happening a bit quicker, like than I thought it would, like. But yeah, I I, I again, luck is a big thing to do. With it. I owe a lot there to Can Can there in the Cork Club, like, for giving me the first few gigs. Uh, I I I lowers the brain in, in city limits as well. Like that man, like 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 he he. If I do, if I smash it, he'll say nothing to me. Like do you know what I mean? Because he he thinks like oh I have a big ego or whatever, and he'll bring me back down to the ground. He'd be like oh like, don't be thinking that. Or he wouldn't put my name on the poster if I thought I was too good. He wouldn't <laughs> put my name on the poster. But when I die, he's the first man over to me to remind me of remember the last gig, and he'll put my name on the poster then <laughs> when I'm feeling bad about myself. He's been at it 25 years. He's yeah. seen he's seen guys with bigger egos and better comedians than me come in. He knows exactly how to treat me. Like you know he's he's a genuine I've died there and he's just genuinely just said don't worry about just keep doing your thing and I'm very lucky that way because no comedian in Cork has that got that chance I don't know why he's doing it for me Ross as well inside there Ross has brought me on board of his tours I got to play in the Everyman twice with him he's playing in Cork Opera House now I'm only assuming you're going to ask me Ross but like he's going to he's there now the Opera House there in February he has to ask me now and uh, he's also like signed me up he's got me my own fucking show going like he's I, like I, I, I hate break you but you know, Ross is too good to come on this podcast. <laughs> I reached out to Ross in the Dude, early yeah. stages of this podcast. I sent him a lovely message on Facebook. It made me feel like a child. I said, Ross, I saw you in every man. You were brilliant. I really, really enjoyed myself. It was fantastic. I'm just after starting a podcast. Would you like to come on? Do you know what Ross did to me? He's actually he's hilarious. He, did, he checked my message. This, this hurts more than anything in modern life. He checked my message and did not write back. It really hurt my feelings. Whoa. And then do you know what he did after? Which he obviously hadn't worked a while, but I took it really personally. Made his me, own me and my girl, yeah, he fucking did. And do you, know, do you know what he did as well? 
He fucking took a guest I wanted to bring on. Oh. I was going to approach Owen Feely and Balakar, which is his most successful podcast. Oh. May I ask? <laughs> and I, I was going to approach him. I said, this fella, he's got a gym. He's got a float place. And people don't know about float. It'll be fantastic. And then I saw him on Ross's podcast. And I, thought, I guess yeah. I can't ask Owen oh, Feely. I'd be not. pissed off of that as well. No, yeah, I, mean, you know, Ross, I, did, yeah, I knew he probably wouldn't have t- done any other podcast because he was making his own. But uh, no, Ross is, Ross is very rude. Nah, nice Ross, Ross is a dickhead, but he's our dickhead. Do you know that kind of way? You, you, you take I love, I love, I love how dickish he is. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like even in scenarios where someone has to be the dick, he has to be the dick because he likes it. Do you know that kind of yeah. way? Where I'm kind of shy and kind of would say, oh, I really don't want to say it to him. Ross can't wait to say it. Do you know that kind of way? It's actually hilarious. But uh, oh, the first time I met him, first time I met Ross, I was like, uh, Joe, because I've seen him do it before. Like, and I was like, he's not going to talk to me, you know? Like, and actually, he started talking to me straight away. I was like, oh, really? Like, isn't he into it? Like, but I've seen him, I've seen him see, be so blunt to people and everything. But like, isn't he needs to do that though? He actually needs. In, at the stage he's at, like, he just gets. Oh, he's fucking hilarious, don't you? And in the last two years, man, that man, like, isn't he's such a good example to me for like putting stuff up on Instagram, Facebook, making me get Instagram. I've already joined it two weeks ago, making me put stuff up, teaching me jokes, teaching me timing of jokes, teaching me how stage presence. Again, this is our luck, and I owe a lot to him, and I want to go up there, but he's still a dick, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, yeah, no, fucking love that, man. Uh, everything, even the comedy scene now in Cork, like, there's, like, Collins now opening on a Tuesday, Coco on a Monday, Wednesday you have the Coco again, Thursday there's a place out in the fiery, a fella called Dakota Mix run, runs it. Friday then you have City Limits, Saturday you have City Limits, and Sunday then you have Richie Sheehy has a place there, what's it called? I forget the name of the place. So that's now seven days. When I started two and a half years ago, there was only two places. It was Coco on a Wednesday and City Limits on a Saturday. Shit, now there's one every day of the week. So I, I kind of quit. Just as it's starting to come up, I quit my job at the right time now because like I, I can gig now every night and I can get better every night. And you know, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Like. Unbelievable. Well, look, when you are talking around, there's no hard feelings. You know? <laughs> I know, to be honest, like, we're obviously, we're in competition with yeah, each other yeah. and you know, it's tense. Yeah. And you know, I saw him in Nando's the other day. Um, <laughs> it was actually a few weeks ago. I stared him down. My girlfriend was like, will you stop looking at him? And he probably thought that fella is looking at my food like, well, I'm staring him down. And his food. I was like, you steal my podcast idea, huh? You're too good to do my podcast? That's fine. I'm going to take your protege. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. And do you, know what you do? do you know what you do? Do you know what you do? There's two tickets and Brian, the owner, and Ross, we mind by. Come down to us now, bring yourself and your girlfriend any weekend you're after that and we, we'll get you down. And oh, that's actually goes for anybody as well. Go like my page and go like City Limits page because there's tickets up for grabs every week and we always have a headliner down from Dublin. We always have a good show. We always, like, Ross Brown, sure. Shane can even vouch for it, like, yeah, the good comedian, you'll see it all the time. And, uh, yeah, we put tickets up there all the time. And for this, you, you can take your one for yourself and your girlfriend. Come in, you're too good. Yeah. No, thanks so much. To. Anyway, look, Mike, thanks so much for coming no, on. Thanks you wouldn't me. believe what you were saying. You know, it's tr- tough to do 20 minutes. You just did a whole 50. You should what? be pr- proud of yourself. <laughs> just saying, you, you wasted an hour of your life nice. with me. And, you know, it's a big no. thing. I know you plugged it already, but look, if you want to plug your social media there, let people know yeah. once again exactly where to find you. Yeah. That's Mike Morgan Comedy on Facebook, is it? Yeah, Mike Morgan Comedy on Facebook. It's M Morgan Comedy on Snapchat. Mike Morgan Comedy on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. My show, Wise Guys, is uh, going touring, but like the tickets are on sale for the White Horse and Bell and Colleague. That'll be in October. That's the last day of the. That's the last date of the tour. That's when it'll be polished. There's a hundred tickets. I think sixty of them are gone already. Oh, geez, so I want to pack. I want to pack that out. That'll be like my first ever Cork solo show. Yeah. So that's going to be a big night. So if you can get down to that, lads, tickets are twelve euro. So if you don't have twelve euro, go fuck yourself. And as well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what else can I plug? Oh yeah, see limits all the time. Just go like my page. Everything I'll be doing is up in it. And uh, thanks for listening. And Shane, thanks for having me, lads. Anyway. No worries. Thanks so much for coming coming on, man. I really appreciate Thank it. You, nice man. fuck up at the end just to just to seal it in. <laughs> that's great, yeah. Uh, to, to light it. <laughs> thanks, man.